Are we recording right now? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fun. Okay. This voice is Hannah. And this voice is Marissa. Also, would probably am, is, are turned on by it. Hartzlerhowski? Yeah. Of course. Doesn't actually no. make a ton of sense. No. What are you doing? Are you talking to yourself? <gasps> oh my god, I already hate this story. You know what? I'm okay with that. Because I just thought you could like bleed suddenly yeah. at any given moment. <laughs> my erotic fan fiction isn't fucking interesting enough for you. Hello, you're listening to Tell Us More Podcast. Yeah, I didn't wash my face last night either. I just wiped my makeup off and it makes me feel disgusting. Oh my god, I didn't even wipe my makeup off. So. Holy camoli. That's why my er, face is Holy moly. And holy cannoli. Holy I don't know. <laughs> I made up a new phrase. I'm like tired. Are you tired or hungover? Um, I feel like my hungover hungover. <laughs> my hungover is just me being tired. Like I haven't reached the stage in life where I have like a pounding headache and like want to die well I mean I always want to wow. die but I hate you I know that's can, just can like that not affect our friendship <laughs> <laughs> you hate me can we still have the podcast I mean I guess god damn it um a lot of people have been messaging me about the shirt I made oh my god <laughs> I I made a shirt with my face on it and for myself and I posted a picture of it and now a lot of people keep messaging me asking if they can have one and honestly if you guys are serious yeah you just pay me first I'm not gonna order them and be like and then it'd be one of those things where people are like oh I mean I just like don't have the money right now oh my god imagine if you ordered just like a bulk order of those shirts and then you just had so many for the rest of time okay. I would give them away I would tape a business card onto it with my social meds yeah. That actually might not be a bad idea. You could, like, sew it into the tag. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pin it. It's like how you yeah. used to have a note pinned onto you when you were naughty in school and your parents had to read the note. What? That's not a real thing. Is that a real thing that happened to you? I mean, like, they used to do it back in the day. Yeah, but, like, it never happened to you. No, they okay, just call. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I never got in trouble. I did, but... Oh, well, yeah, because... I didn't get your pin to me. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Do you know in uh, middle school I got sent um, to the principal's office because my homecoming pants were too sparkly? Okay, what? <laughs> you had too much school pride? Uh, what? Um, I can't... It was, like, something to do with, like, it was the glitter... All the glitter on everyone's pants was falling off and stuff, so it made such a mess, and then... Like, mine were super glittery, and I was like, no, but I hairsprayed mine down, because I'm no basic bitch. I know what to do. I know how to glitter my fucking pants, okay? (laughs) But why would you get... Did they make an announcement prior? I can't really remember. They might have said something about, like, don't wear... I don't know. Excessive use of glitter. Yeah, I mean, if they did, I just completely ignored it, obviously. Yeah. I just feel like... You want these kids to have school spirit, and then they're <laughs> condemning you for having too much school spirit. Too much school spirit. For multiple years in a row, Lucia and I would tie tails onto our homecoming pants because we were the cougars. Oh my god. <laughs> so we have pictures of us in our homecoming pants. Was with this in middle school or in high school? High school. I think it was just like junior and senior year we we did it, but we tied tails onto the back of our <laughs> pants. I made them. You made. I the made tails? the tails, and then mine I think fell in the toilet, and I was like, "Damn!" Like at school. I don't remember. I think no, 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 no. It was um before the football game. 
And so I got to wear it at school, but then before the before the big game. So sorry you didn't get to wear your tail. I know I didn't get to wear my tail of the big game. Oh, that's the one thing I do love about Lakeville High School is well, both of them is homecoming pants. It's the only reason I would ever let any future children go there. Yeah, it's because homecoming, homecoming pants. pants. I always wondered that. Do other schools no do that? Literally, no one else knows what we're talking about. No one. Weird. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've I've brought it up before, and people are like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "You." We decorate our pants for the game. <laughs> oh my god! We decorate them, um, and then the seniors wear overalls. Yeah, I wore short shorter alls. I did too. I wore shorter alls. But too. mine were like no, yours were cute. Mine were like <laughs> mine went to like my mid. I guess they were like sh- capris, capri roll, capri roll, capris, 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 Kim Cattrall. Yep, <laughs> she's the inventor of capris. Um. Because I was just lazy and I didn't want to find another pair of white overalls. So that's what they were originally because we had painted gold. Yeah, I think mine... No. Yeah. Were mine already gold? Or maybe... I don't know. The only ones that I ever found that were gold were like workman overalls that were like $70. And I was like, yeah, this seems unnecessary. Yeah, no, I got mine from fucking Macy's. What are our life updates besides you getting a shirt? Well, I made a shirt with my face on it. (laughs) <laughs> what are our life updates besides this well this uh to, to um, start things off this uh it's I, kind just, of, I just love that idea though like i want a shirt with my face on it i know that's right? a genius plan Here's oh the my thing. god i you should make can. my like phone case my own face <gasps> yes that's the thing it, people don't realize it's so easy to put your face on stuff wow i should make stickers it's so easy to put your face on stuff. It is so easy. Oh my god, you should make. We should make. We should. Make we should stickers. have stickers. We need to make stickers. Yeah, that's a great idea. You know who we haven't name dropped lately? Oh, Vanessa. Vanessa. I don't think she knows how to make stickers. <clears throat> well, never fucking mind. But we can. She can do the shirts. Well, I will look into ordering stickers. Okay. People love stickers. People do love stickers. They never do anything with them, but they love getting them. And that's, that's very true. That's a fact. I just threw away, when I bought my Wonder Woman case from, oh, it was Redbubble. Yes. Or whatever. They sent a sticker in it of, like, their logo. And I literally just threw it away, like, yesterday. And I've had it for, like, probably a year now. Because I was like, it's a sticker. I don't want to throw it away. Yeah. Every, I have some, stickers kind of stress me out because I know I'm not going to use them. And then I feel bad because it was such a waste. But, like, we can still make stickers. Why do you have, why do you put so much, <clears throat> it's okay, you can throw the sticker away. <laughs> as long as it gets Just not stuff. ours. No, never throw our stickers away. We're going to make stickers. Oh yeah, hell yeah, we're making stickers. Fuck yeah. What else is happening? Is there anything else happening in the world? I mean, besides oh. the garbage fire of the, of the world. Um, yeah, no, still trying to figure out if cute backpack guy is single. Does he know you have a podcast? No. And he wouldn't know he's a cute backpack guy anyway. He's cute and he always carries a backpack. Wait, fucking let everybody know. Jeez, might as well. You just called him cute backpack Send his address. <laughs> Post his address is the title. Uh, no, I don't. Whatever. I don't care. Who knows? He, I, men are too stupid to realize you're talking about them, even if you're right in front of them. <laughs> it's true. It, I have a backpack, and if someone were to say cute backpack girl, I wouldn't think it was me, even though I bring it to trivia twice a week. But 
It's not just what it. I can't talk anymore without <laughs> yelling at me. <laughs> no, just, uh, no, you can be open no, no, and no. candid with me. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> this is a safe space. A blessed day. <laughs> um, he wears it like every time to comedy. Every single. <gasps> you blew time. it. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> um, I, I didn't see him wear it last week. Okay, sorry. So. I guess I just always assume everyone's talking about me. I have the opposite issue. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, but uh, so know, he finds like, out I think he's cute. It's the end of the world. The world is already ending. Might as well just tell people you think they're cute. Yeah, his maybe girlfriend might beat me up because she scares me, but we don't know the answer. We don't know if she is or not. Um, also, we're recording this at 8.15 in the morning. Yes, it's both of our parents, but yeah, we have different parents, but it's just both of their birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> we do a different place. It's my mom's birthday and it's Hannah's dad's birthday. We will not be celebrating as a unit, unfortunately. No. Oh, we're going to the International Pancake House. I love a good oppo. Ipo. Wait. It, mm, what? It's original Pancake House? Yes. You said International Pancake House. I did. You mixed the two up. I did. And blamed it on me. <laughs> Well, no, I wasn't blaming you. I was just saying it's not I. I have a headache. Well, it could be the excessive amount of drinking we did last night. Oi. 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 Leave me alone. Oi. Don't talk about my drinking like that. Anyway. What did I drink? Cider at the... At 331. And then Miller Lite. Oh, why? It was there. I found a bottle of whiskey, and I think I drank it all. Oh, I was going to say, did you drink that whole thing? Sorry, won't be replacing it. That's what happens when you offer your alcohol to people. They, they just drink, drink it, it all. <laughs> they drink it. What episode is this? That is a good question. Also, this is the Tell Us More podcast. Oh, fuck, yeah. This is Tell Us More with Marissa. And Hannah. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm gonna get you cough drops. I'm get fuck. Uh oh shit. I tell us more. Okay, that's our podcast. Oh, this is yeah. Tell us more. Where subscribe on all of the things. It's iTunes podcast app, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Search tell us more. Search tell us more podcasts on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram for pictures. Uh, that's what it's for. Anyway, this is season two, episode nineteen. 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 I. Is episode 19. Hey, like you're an angry Canadian. That that doesn't exist. An angry Canadian? Yeah. No. It's an oxymoron. All right. I am probably not going to do this man justice. Okay. But I think you'll... You're going to try. I think you'll learn some things. David Kari Weber Chappelle was born August 24th, 1973. Literally everyone in his family was a professor. That's basically it for this family. Holy shit. So uh, he grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, and his parents were very politically active, which you'll be able to tell later in his life. Uh, That definitely shines bright. (laughs) Like a diamond? (laughs) Yeah. Good. Anyway, visitors. (laughs) (laughs) His parents were friends with Pete Seeger, who's a folk singer, and Johnny Hartman, who's a jazz singer. And apparently Hartman predicted Chappelle would be a comedian. Chappelle's comedic influences are Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. And so another one that surprised another influence that really surprised me, I found a quote. 
You know who was a big influence on me that is really weird? Is Bugs Bunny. That's just weird. If you watch a lot of the stuff I do, you can almost see the influence in it. Because these animators would animate these performances that were off the hook, and the guy that the guy that did the voices was Mel Blanc. The, this guy was like some kind of savant or genius or something, but they had some kind of real big comedic influence on me. Like, I liked those cartoons. I think that was my first real big comedic influence, a rabbit. <laughs> That's amazing. So that was I him. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Just wholesome content. I feel Killing like... Killing the... Ro- ro- not the Roadrunner. That was... What is this shoulder that you're doing? I don't... Oh, I feel like there was a point to my shoulder rolls just now, but I don't I'm remember. really sad this is not visual because that was a very interesting move. Well, we have had requests to film our podcast, but we both look like trash. Um, Rachel said I look beautiful. Oh. No, she didn't, but she said I have my hair in a puppy. <laughs> what an observation. It was 100% a compliment. Anyway, in 1991, he graduated from Washington's Duke Ellington School of the Arts, where he studied theater. Shocking. Like that. <clears throat> September 13th, 1990. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's very early and I'm very tired. Uh, he was featured in a montage of random people telling a joke in the first episode of ABC's America's Funniest People. Uh, and then he moved to New York City to pursue a career as a comedian, so I guess that... I mean, it worked. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't know if anything happened in between that episode and him moving to New York, but he did. Inspiration. That's exactly Struck. what happened. That's what happened. Uh, he performed at Harlem's famed Apollo Theater in front of the infamous Amateur Night audience, but he was booed off stage. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Oh, no. Which makes me feel better about the pending bomb I will eventually have. Yeah. Chappelle bombs, you know? Everybody bombs. Everybody bombs. Uh, everybody has those days. Every, everybody Nobody's has those days. Perfect. Everybody, everybody embarrasses themselves in front of a crowd of strangers. <laughs> we do know. it on the daily. Yeah. Well, uh, we do. Well, I do it three nights a week. We both do yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't once. mean it daily. And then I do it on the weekly. <laughs> My weekly hobby is embarrassing myself in front of strangers. Hmm. Chappelle described the experience as the moment that gave him the courage to continue his show business aspirations. Again, I don't know how bombing would give you the courage, like, be like, I'm inspired now. Here I go. This must be meant for me. Gives you, like, a sense of drive. Oh, I guess. I'm not a very competitive person. I'm not either. It's, like, it's different than being competitive. It's, like, um... I gotta prove myself, coach. Put me in the game. Yeah, that shit. Okay. 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 Sports metaphor. Who would have thought? Coming from me. 1992. (laughs) He won critical and popular acclaim for his television appearance in Russell Simmons' Deaf Comedy Jam on HBO. It was his appearance on this show that allowed his popularity to really begin rising, eventually allowing him to become a regular guest on late-night television shows such as Politically Incorrect, The Late Show with David Letterman, The Howard Stern Show, and Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Whoopi Goldberg even nicknamed him The Kid. Cool. I don't know. I wish Whoopi would give me a nickname. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, give us a nickname. I'm pouting. I don't know. I mean, I guess any nickname from Whoopi Goldberg would be dope, but when I read this, I was like, why does it matter that he was called the kid? Is that based off of something? It's probably like an inside joke they had. Probs. Or he's like, he's young, so he's the kid, but he's on the rise. The kid. 
Is that Whoopi talking? Yeah. That's totally how she talks. Um, at the age of 19, he made his first film debut in Mel Brooks' Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Shut at- up! Mm-hmm. He- I didn't know Dave Chappelle was in that. He was the character Achoo. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I kind of can see him in it now. I If I visualize it correctly. We can't stop yawning. Oh, He was on Star Search three times, but lost to this comedian, Lester Berry. Uh, I'm sure he's super famous and I sound stupid, but... uh, I don't know. (laughs) You're looking at me like, you dumb bitch. No, I'm not. Sorry, I dropped... dropped, Hannah threw something at me. Um, (laughs) Dropped the mic. Drop the mic. Mic drop. No, I I was laughing because I... Clearly, he's... I was going to say, clearly... Chappelle's doing just fine. Right. Because <laughs> the next sentence is, uh, David, or Dave, what does it say? Dave? You can't just call somebody Dave. Oh, wait. That's his name. <laughs> I was going to say, his name is Dave Chappelle. You can't just call somebody <laughs> For some reason, I thought it should have said David. Da- well, because you started with David. That's right. Um, <laughs> okay. Never mind. It's okay. They call Dave Chappelle Dave. You can't just call someone Dave. It was like a weird brain moment to just like watch across your face. I was like so rooting for him. I was like really standing up for him. Yeah, but it turns you can't out, just call someone Dave. Turns out that's just his Even name. if their name is just Dave. <laughs> no, anyway. You're good to go. He later joked about the irony of, of him ultimately becoming more successful than Barry. The same year, Chappelle was offered the role of Benjamin Buford Bubba Blue in Forrest Gump. Concerned the character was demeaning and the movie would bomb, he turned down the part. Then he parried... Par- <clears throat> in 1997, he parodied the film in a bowl of pork. It was a short, I guess, where a dim-witted black man is responsible for the Rodney King beating, the LA riots, and the and O.J. Simpson being accused of murder. I don't know how that would work as a parody seems very different than Forrest Gump. I've never seen Bowl of Pork though, so I, I can't that add that to the list of movies we need to watch. There Bowl are, of Pork? Yeah. Okay. There are several on that list now. Okay. I hope someone's been keeping track. I'm sure one of our loyal fans has. <laughs> Win a t-shirt with my face on it if you can tell us every episode that we've mentioned a movie we need to watch. I'm serious. Yikes. Oh, yeah. I mean, if anybody's going to do that, you get a t-shirt and a sticker. And a sticker. Uh, In 1994, he played a supporting role in an early Doug Lehman film called Getting In. Still, he's still only 19. He was the opening act. up. He's only 19 right now? still only 19. He was the opening act for Aretha Franklin. Don't. That seems like a weird... If she wants a comedian yeah. open for her, I she mean, gets a comedian. Yeah, she does what she wants. She's a bad bitch. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out. Find every song we've ever sang Oh, that would take forever. Yeah. Okay, so then he performed after Chris Thomas, who's a very famous comedian. But Chris was so good that Chappelle completely bombed. Wait. The other guy was so good. That oh, because he performed after. Performed after him. I was like, how does that correlate? Got it. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah I had to read that. I actually had to read that sentence several times, too, because I was like, I don't get her. I don't get it. But then I got it. 
So he keeps getting <laughs> good story. <laughs> he keeps getting all this attention, uh, so much so that he made a bunch of pilots for TV, but none of them were picked up at this point. But then 1995, he had a guest appearance on Home Improvement, and the storyline. <clears throat> I was just talking about the show Home at work. Yeah. Wow, full circle. That's the one with Tim the Toolman Taylor, correct? Yes. yes, I was just talking about this. Tim Allen was. Kind of hot. Ew. <laughs> He's Santa. Santa's kind of hot. Santa's, uh, you know, kind of hot. It's kind of hot. Except he kind of looks like that Joel Austin guy or whatever, the super yeah. religious guy. Oh. So you know what? I take it back. No, Tim Mitchellman Taylor is a little bit hotter than Joel Yeah. Austin. He's like his hot older brother. Yeah. That's like, dude. Stop being weird. Weird. Dude, people weird. think you're weird. <laughs> Dude, people think you're weird, and you're my little brother, and I love you, but I don't want to be associated with you. Um, I actually think he's a Republican. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Sorry to ruin your dreams. No, you need to. Me. I don't want to support somebody that I shouldn't. I'm not 100% sure. I think I've heard that he said things that are like, Meh. seems unfortunate. Well, he also went to jail for cocaine, so he shouldn't talk. Damn. Yeah, he's a felon, so... Congratulations. You're welcome. You're welcome for that information about Tim Allen. This isn't the Tim Allen show. No, though. this is the Dave Chappelle show. Chappelle's? Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. So back to Tim. To, uh, fuck. Back to the home improvement. So Chappelle, the storyline was that Chappelle and his real-life friend, Jim Brewer, asked Tim the Jewel Man Taylor for advice on their girlfriends and the characters single outing in the episode proved so popular that ABC decided to give them their own spin-off sitcom titled Buddies. Could you imagine people loving your one guest appearance on a show so much that they give you your own spin-off? It wasn't successful, but still. No, I can't imagine that. I feel like that would happen. That to sounds us. amazing. Like I, re- I after the fact, of course, because I can't ever do my full fucking research. But you know what we say: it's an informational podcast, and only ever gets half the information right. So, but I learned that Trixie and Katya got oh after just doing that one fo- fashion photo review. <laughs> Sorry, that was like guttural. Like I saw your whole body, like. <laughs> well, I never want it to come off as sexual because that's awkward. Like, even though, like, they say it's sexual, I don't want to be out here, like, making... Oh, oh so meaty. <laughs> anyway. It's still a felony. It's still a felony. Um, Tim yeah. the Toolman Taylor. So, yeah, that's, that happened. Wasn't successful. Boop-a-doop. Um, so, Jim Brewer ended up being fired and replaced by Christopher Garten. It premiered in March 1996 to disappointing ratings, and the show was canceled after only five episodes out of the 13 that have been produced. So, that's kind of a Mulaney effect? Or no, that was the original that came before. Because, you know, Mulaney was so bad, they canceled it right away. Mm-hmm. The show was kind of the same thing. I like that you're saying the, the Mulaney effect. Yeah. It's something you've studied. It is. It's in the textbooks. It's in the textbooks. I wrote the textbook. Actually, the Mulaney effect would mean you're probably successful in the grand scheme, the grand scheme of things. Well, it is Dave Chappelle. Exactly. And they both went on to be successful. But again, <laughs> Dave Chappelle came first. <laughs> James, Dave Chappelle sank, so literally everybody else could swim, and then he also ended up swimming because he became very successful. Everybody can swim. 
there's room in the ocean for all of us. <laughs> Everybody can swim if you want. I mean, you don't have to, but you can. I'll throw you a life vest if you get tired. It's fine. After the failure of Buddies, Chappelle started another pilot, and according to Chappelle, the network was uncomfortable with the African-American cast, assholes, and wanted white actors added, racist. Chappelle resisted and subsequently accused the network of racism, rightly fucking so. Shortly after, Chappelle's father died, and returning to Ohio, he considered leaving the entertainment business. Like, all the fucking punches that were pulled on him. That's what I, I, I knew... He did, like, political parodies, but I never knew he was this politically involved. And then we'll get to the South Africa thing, and I will have more to say at that time. He <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. Okay, well, that's because we were really, really young. That's yeah, why I don't... I, know. I yeah. don't know much about Dave Chappelle. Well, here, I'm here to tell you. Right? It's a good Perfect. thing I'm here. He later appeared as a nightclub comedian... In the 1996 comedy The Nutty Professor, starring Eddie Murphy, and it's so sweet because Eddie Murphy was like one of his big influences, mm-hmm. and then he got to be in a movie with him. That's very sweet. I've never seen that either. Oh my god, I loved that movie. I don't. I. I can't remember. I think I've seen parts of it. I don't yeah. think I've seen all of it. So at the beginning of '98, he did a stand-up performance for HBO comedy Half Hour. That same year, he appeared in Pilots and Pens Lost. A 1988 episode of the Larry Sanders Show's sixth season. Wait, Pilots and Pens Lost. I think that was the just the episode title. Uh, uh, it sounds like it's like it? a take off Pirates of Penzance. What? Did I accidentally just fucking delete my story? No. Okay, I don't know what I did with I found it again, but I don't know where oh it my went. God. I was going to say, that was terrifying. Uh, on the episode... They satirized the treatment that scriptwriters and show creators were subjected to, as well as the executive's knee-jerk tendencies toward racial stereotypes. So basically, he's real against that, which everybody should be. He's real against that. He's real against that. Racism. He's real against that. <laughs> um, he and Neil Brennan co-wrote the 1998 cult stoner film, Half-Baked. Put it on the list of movies we need to yeah, watch. I've, I've seen, seen it, it I've but... Seen it. You've never seen it? I don't think so. That's good as shit. Uh, Chappelle's first starring role about a group of marijuana-smoking friends trying to get their other friend out of jail. It made money at the box office and remains a classic so-called stoner film, a genre that includes the Cheech and Chong films as well as (laughs) Pineapple Express. Oh, I love Pineapple Express. And Cheech and Chong. December 98, Chappelle appeared as Tom Hanks' character friend and confidant in You've Got Mail, which I didn't remember until literally I read that, and then I was like, I do remember him being in You've Got Mail. I love You've Got Mail. I love a good Tom Hanks-Meg Ryan combo. I adore Tom Hanks. Also, I just watched Big with my mom and my dad because it was on TV yesterday, and Tom Hanks in that movie is so cute. I'm, like, so attracted to Tom Hanks. I remember asking my boyfriend uh, ex-boyfriend's mom like because we were watching oh what's that cop movie he's in with the dog hooch turner and hooch oh yeah turner and hooch. um i remember asking her because it was a lot it was a young he's younger and i was like was tom hanks ever a heartthrob and she was like i mean he was cute but no so that's really nice of you to say tom hanks was cute I i also loved him in you've got mail i love you've got mail it's one of my favorite movies I love it, but isn't it? I feel like last time I watched it, I got annoyed because he was like, doesn't he end up like closing her bookstore down or something? I think that's the premise, yeah. 
I think he does something that makes me be like, I don't like you. But But it's it's cute. It's it's probably, everything from that long ago is problematic in some way. But But it's still good. I love rom-coms from the 90s. They are my favorite genre of rom-com. Two weeks notice. Notting Hill. Oh my god. Serendipity. Those are both Hugh Grant. Oh, I like, I even seen Serendipity. Isn't that Kate Beckinsale? And some old man. Some guy. It's not Nicolas Cage. I don't know why that came to my mind. But I would love it if Nicolas Cage played the romantic lead. <laughs> Nick, you're probably listening to this because you're not doing much. Could you oh, be? Oh, John Cusack. That, I love I John love Cusack. I love John Cusack. I don't know why I thought he was old. That's kind of mean to John Cusack. Anyway. It's <laughs> fine. He, 99, appeared in the Martin Lawrence film Blue Streak, which made $117 million at the box office. Nice. In 2000, Shaquille, Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal came in, and that's where the episode takes a turn. In 2000, Chappelle recorded his first hour-long HBO special, Killing Them Softly in D.C. He followed up with an appearance as Conspiracy Brother in the 2002 racial satire Undercover Brother. I remember that movie. Uh, Chappelle married Elaine Mendoza Erf, E-R-F-E, in 2001. They live with their two sons and daughter on a 65-acre farm near Yellow Springs, Ohio. Um, They live in Ohio? Yeah. Casual? Yeah. And this is what he says. Turns out you don't need $50 million to live around these parts. Just a nice, small, and kind way about you. You guys are the best neighbors ever. That's why I came back, and that's why I'm staying. He just, like, doesn't want to live in Hollywood. Like, he's he, ju- he literally just wants to do stand-up and have everybody leave him alone. That's why he lives in Ohio. It's a nice place to live, according to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> that's the tagline. Ohio. A nice place to I live. literally was like... Have you been to Ohio? And you're like, according to Deja. Uh, well, Yellow Springs specifically is a nice place to live. Have you been there? No, but okay. that's what Dave Chappelle said, I and I trust him. I just wanted to clarify if you have been there or not. No, I'd have no reason to go to Ohio, even though last night I openly admit, I'm too open when I drink, and I'm so embarrassed about admitting that I am sexually attracted to Machine Gun Kelly. No offense, MGK. He's cute. I just love a man drenched in tattoos. Yeah. I, he's cute in like a... In like a... I don't think you've showered in maybe a week and a half. Oh, that's like, Post Malone. No, because Post Malone's like cute. You're like, oh, yeah, look at all your tattoos. Oh, we're different. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think he's like attracted. I'm not attracted to him. Yeah. You can be cute like a teddy bear and be like... Yeah. Uh, his, his charm is what... It makes, yes. 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 I just don't like Machine Gun Kelly. I, I used to. I just, I know. I, I'm team Eminem, bro. Yeah, oh yeah. He said some pretty sh- shitty things about Eminem's daughter. I really shouldn't be sexually attracted to him, but I'm it's in it okay. for the tattoos. You can't control who you're attracted to. That's also, g is hot as shit. Yeah. You also said you were attracted to and I was like, yes. yeah, duh. I cried when g came out on stage at Jingle Ball. But he cheated. I know. I hate being sexually attracted to cheaters, and that's my problem. I'll bring that up in therapy. I won't bore you guys with my trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Feel bad for me. Okay. 2001, 
2003, The Chappelle Show. Yeah! A weekly sketch comedy show on Comedy Central. I don't really need to explain that to you guys, but he parodied many aspects of American culture, including racial stereotypes, politics, and pop culture, along with comedy skits. He always had musical performances at the end with hip-hop and soul artists. He, He promoted the work of other black comedians, as well as most notably Paul Mooney and the late Charlie Murphy. Viacom offered Chappelle a $55 million contract to continue production of the Chappelle show for two more years while allowing him to do side projects. Chappelle said... $50 million? $55 million. Damn. He doesn't like doing sketches. It's not, like, his favorite form of comedy. He just loves stand-up. Oh, never mind. That, I think he said that at one point, but the <laughs> sentence is, Chappelle... <laughs> Chappelle has said that sketches. Oh no, they're not his favorite form of comedy, and that I the just shows. <laughs> Chappelle said that sketches are not his favorite form of comedy, and that the show's format was somewhat like short films. <clears throat> so in June 2004, based on the popularity of the Rick James sketch, it was announced that Chappelle was in talks to portray James in a biopic, but they said no because they didn't like the comical tone to it. Rick James, bitch. Mm-hmm. I think he fucked a couch. I think that was part of it. Not the real Rick James. Well, I don't know. I think he fucked a couch. Fuck your couch. Isn't that... Is that a different sketch or is it the no, same one? No, I think one? that is the best sketch. <laughs> Fuck your couch. I think he fucked a couch. <laughs> Honestly. I like that title. I think he fucked a couch. What is the first thing you would fuck if you had a dick? <sighs> Sorry, Mom. Bes- <laughs> uh, Wait. Liz. Don't listen to this. Anyway, um, not a person. Okay. Why can't I fuck a person? I want to fuck a person. I don't want to fuck anything else. Don't make me. This is the worst question ever. I mean, I said you going to fuck a couch. What? Would you fuck a couch? No. What would you, like a melon? No. <laughs> I don't know the correct answer. What did I tell somebody to do once? Um, oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't want to say it. <laughs> okay. Who? Okay. I guess. I guess you can fuck a person. Sure. An apple pie. I guess you can fuck a. Oh, a la American Pie. Yeah. I love it. Or a jar of mayonnaise. Who knows? Get crazy. Put a condom on. Don't get a yeast infection. I would fuck everything if I had a dick. And I would not stop masturbating. (laughs) If I had a dick for a day, do you know all the things I would do? I would masturbate. Liz, don't fucking listen. Um, I would get a blowjob. I would love to know what that felt like. I would like to get a blowjob, yeah. Um, just walk outside immediately and be like, let's give me a blowjob. If I have to get a prostitute, honey, I will get a prostitute. I just want a blowjob for my dick of the day. To. I'll go to make stop. No. Okay. What I mean, you if you only have your dick for a day, one? I'm not gonna. Does it matter if you get it infected? Yeah, it's not gonna carry to the, the infection shan't carry to the next day. <laughs> it's literally, I get to do whatever I want with this dick. It gets infected. It doesn't matter because the next day it's gone. That would be a great day. I I don't think I want to be around you that day. <laughs> no, you would have a dick too. Okay, still, I don't want to come with on. Let's go on our separate dick adventure. I know you tell each other about it yeah. on our podcast. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> oh, did he fuck a cat? 
for a day, what would you fuck? Um, okay, so then in that same month, he recorded a second stand-up special, uh, Dave Chappelle for what it's worth. All right. In. Yes. June 2004, at a stand-up performance in Sacramento, he walked off stage after the audience was berating him. Or no. <clears throat> In 2004, he walked off stage after being... Oh, fuck me. So, in 2004... Are you a couch? Yes. <laughs> that laugh. So, in June 2004, at a stand-up performance, Chappelle walked off the stage after berating his audience for constantly shouting, I'm Rick James, bitch. Oh which had become a catchphrase from, you know, previously yes. mentioned sketch. After a few minutes, he returned... And resumed by saying, this show is ruining my life. He stated that he disliked working 20 hours a day and that the popularity of the show was making it difficult for him to continue his stand-up career, which was, quote, the most important thing. He told the audience, you know why my show is good? Because the network officials say you're not smart enough to get what I'm doing. And every day I fight for you. I tell them how smart you are. Turns out I was wrong. You people are stupid. So this is definitely the beginning of his <laughs> mental break. Fuck. <clears throat> well, I, I mean, geez, I totally understand. I've never been in the position, but I could totally see how 20 hours a day only... Oh, God, no. Yeah, yeah. Only, Break down. Right. <laughs> only wanting to do stand-up, not being able to do your the shit that you worked so hard on to do said stand-up and just have people yell one thing, and you're just like, can you let me do this? Can you let me live? Can you let me live? Um, season three was scheduled to begin airing on May 31st, 2005, but earlier in May, Chappelle stunned fans and the entertainment industry when he abruptly left during production and took a trip to South Africa. So since this was in 2005, like, I remember people being, like, talking about it, but I didn't know why, so let me tell you why. Uh, Chappelle said that he was unhappy with the direction of the show, and he expressed in an interview with Time his need for reflection in the face of tremendous stress. Coming here, I don't have the distractions of fame. It quiets the ego down. I'm interested in the kind of person I've got to become. I want to be well-rounded, and the industry is a place of extremes. I want to be well-balanced. I've got to check my intentions, man. It's did He is so much smarter than people realize. Did he bring his family? Or did he just bounce out to South Africa? You know, I don't have the answer. Okay. I hope that he did. Or if he didn't, I hope he wasn't gone for that long. Or okay. if he was, I hope Elaine was supportive. Okay. I would love to be a supportive wife, but I only you date You want to fuck off to South Africa for a while? No. Fine, fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's me as a wife. Okay. Because I don't care. Well, I mean, like, I care, but, like, I know that you're going for your mental, mental health, health and your peace, and I wouldn't want to be around children anyway. Well, I don't want to be around children, but I, as an understanding wife, if I had said children, we can take turns escaping to South Africa as long as we think you promise to come back. Right. Agreed. I think that's a perfect plan. Thank you. Immediately following <laughs> Chappelle's departures, tabloids speculated that Chappelle's exit was driven by drug addiction or a mental problem rather than the ethical and professional concerns with Chappelle, which Chappelle had articulated. Chappelle's decision to quit the show meant walking away from his $50 million contract, even though earlier it said 55, but whatever, it's uh, when you're that it it, when you're that far into the millions, it really doesn't matter. Money. Um, and then this caused a rift with his longtime collaborator Neil Brennan. September 2004, Dave Chappelle's block party, which chronicles his hosting a free concert in the Clinton Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn. That's when he did that. Um, Kanye West, the roots. <laughs> Kanye West, the roots. Erica Badu, Most Def, Dead Prez, and Jill Scott are featured in the movie, both performing in concert and in conversation. 
and in conversation off stage. And he brought everybody that lived in this neighborhood to Brooklyn for free. That's amazing. So Yellow Springs must be a great neighborhood if Chappelle is going to bring you to Brooklyn. <laughs> Another highlight of the event was the temporary reunion of the 1990s hip-hop group, the Fugees. Because, you know, Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Chappelle toured several cities in February and March 2006 to promote the film under the name Block Party All-Stars featuring Dave Chappelle. Um... It was released in the U.S. on March 3rd, 2006. It was super successful. The budget was $3 million, but he made 11.7. Put that on the list of yeah. things we need to watch. Block party. Yep. Uh, and then he just started doing impromptu stand-up shows in 2005. Cool. And then he made appearances on HBO's Deaf Poetry, where he performed two poems titled Fuck Ashton Kutcher and Beautiful. How I Got the Lead on Jeopardy. Fuck Ashton Kutcher is actually what I'm going to use as my vows in my wedding. That's beautiful. <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful. February 3rd, 2006. Oprah. Oprah. Chappelle explained his reasons for quitting The Chappelle Show. He also expressed his contempt for the entertainment industry's tone deafness regarding black entertainers and the audiences. When I, This is a quote. When I see that they put every black man in the movies in a dress at some point in their career, I start connecting the dots. In a dress? Yeah, so it's kind of just like, that's what you do if you're a black actor. You put on a dress. So like The Nutty Professor, Big Mama's House. I can't think of any others, but those two I can think of. Medea? There's another. Damn. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. And I'm sure many more. Um, February 12th, Chappelle said on Inside the Actor's Studio that the death of his father seven years prior influenced his decision to go to South Africa. By throwing himself into his work, he had not taken a chance to mourn his father's death. He also said that the rumors that he was in a drug or psychiatric treatment program only persuaded him to stay in South Africa. He said, I would go to work on the show and I felt awful every day. That's not the way it was. I felt some kind of pros- I felt like some kind of prostitute or something. I feel... Okay, I'm just going to start this over. Okay. (laughs) I would go to work on the show, and I felt awful every day. That's not the way it was. And I I feel like that's in regards to the drug stuff. Mm -hmm. I felt like some kind of prostitute or something. If I feel so bad, why keep keep on showing up to this place? I'm going to Africa. The hardest thing to do is to be true to yourself, especially when everybody is watching. Chappelle, Yeah. yeah. Chappelle said that he felt some of his sketches were socially irresponsible. He singled out the pixie sketch in which pixies appear to people and encourage them to reinforce stereotypes of their races. In the sketch, Chappelle is wearing blackface and is dressed as a character in a minstrel show. According to Chappelle, during the filming of the sketch, a white crew member was laughing in a way that made him feel uncomfortable and made him question himself. He said, it was the first time I felt that someone was not laughing with me but laughing at me. During this time, Chappelle did not rule out returning to Chappelle's show to finish what we started, but promised that he would not return without changes to the production, such as a better working environment. He wanted to donate half of the DVD sales to charity and expressed disdain at the possibility of his material from uh, the unfinished third season being aired, saying that to do so would be a bully move and that he would not return to the show if Comedy Central were to air the unfinished material. On July 9th, 2006, Comedy Central aired the first episode of Chappelle's show, The Lost Episodes. After the DVD release, Chappelle was interviewed by Anderson Cooper on CNN and reiterated that he would not return to Chappelle's show an uncensored DVD release of the episodes was made available on July 25th. 
The show is in syndication, and he still does impromptu shows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a dick move. Said on, don't on comedy. Central yes, part. exactly. Yes. That's exactly like, what I mean. No, Jesus. that was a dick move on their part. Like he said, this was my one condition, right. and then they just fucked him over because they weren't taking a black man seriously, and that was the entire point. Uh, April two thousand seven, Chappelle set a stand-up endurance record at the Laugh Factory. Sunset Strip Comedy Club, beating comedian Dane Cook's record of three hours and 50 minutes. Holy shit. I, would n- I will never Ew. have that much material. Or nor could Who I memorize it. Who Dane Cook for three hours? Not me. I've always fucking hated Dane I Cook. I fucking hate Dane I'm Cook. glad he's gone. Me too. Get out. Wait, so then Chappelle broke that record? Yes. That is so long to listen to someone. But, but then, also kind of amazing. And then he broke his own record again. Of cool. six hours and 12 minutes. Shut up. Unfortunately, fucking Cook uh, reclaimed the record in 2008 with a time of seven hours. People listen to Dan Cook for seven hours? Were they really listening or did was he just still talking? I feel like I would have left. Oh I would have fucking God. left. I would have lit the stage on fire. Yeah. I would never be there in the first place. That's also accurate. On November 19th, 2009, Chappelle performed at the Laugh Factory again, where it was speculated that he would attempt to take back the record. However, he was disqualified, according to the club owner, after he left the stage five hours into his routine. Okay, I fucking would, too. I need a break. Yeah, you gotta pee. I have to pee, like, multiple times an hour. I can never do it. And then he went on the inside the actor studio again. In celebration of the show's 200th episode, he interviewed the show's usual host, James Lipton. So they switcherooed. Mm-hmm. The episode aired on November 11th, 2008. He appeared again uh, in 2013 for its 250th episode. 2011. Chappelle appeared at Comedy Jam in San Francisco. 2013 returned to a full touring stand-up. Oh, no. Chappelle returned to full-time touring stand-up as a headline when he was featured during the Oddball Comedy and Curiosity Festival, sponsored by Funny or Die. Uh, He co-headlined with comedy act Flight of the Concords. Uh, Lucia's sister loves Flight of the Concords. It's British, or maybe Irish, or maybe Scottish. Also, I found out I'm I'm a little bit Scottish. (laughs) So yeah, the Loch Ness Monster runs through my fucking veins. We're from Sterling. The Loch Ness Monster does not run through your veins. Well, it explains my uh, love of the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. I have family from Sterling, Scotland. That is... I love that. My dog is drinking water. Kind of rude. It's just so We're doing just something. Interesting. We're doing something. We're kind of in the middle of Okay. Um, he then walked off stage again in Hartford due to heckling from the crowd that lasted throughout his entire performance. The heckling was so raucous, raucous, it was bad, that it drowned out (laughs) Chappelle's voice over the PA system and included chants of white power. Oh my God. Um, it was a line used. This was 2011? 13. Motherfucker. I didn't know Trump wasn't even present yet. God damn it. It Um, so garbage. But they were... Par- they were doing that because of a line used in Chappelle's episode, one of one of the Chappelle Show episodes. I don't care. Um, I know, fucking rude. It was because it was Hartford, Connecticut. It was totally all white people doing it. Yeah, you don't chant that. You just don't fucking chant that, whether you're in in reference to a skit or not. You don't do that. Um, do do do. So yeah, he walked out. Um, 
and out of context by other audience members who later wrote about the event. A few days later, Chappelle stopped in Chicago for a performance. The comedy website, ComedyHype.com, acquired and released audio of him on stage responding to heckling. Uh, Chappelle referenced the Hartford incident, stating that young white alcoholics should be blamed for the prior incident, and that he hoped North Korea would bomb Hartford. Holy fuck. Uh, that in the future, he would not stop in Hartford for gas. And finally, summarizing his feelings on the situation by saying, fuck Hartford. Perfect. However, in 2014, he returned to Hartford for Great. a surprise appearance at the 2014 Oddball Festival and received multiple standing ovations during a set. So, like, I feel like that's kind of an apology. Like, she'll still don't yell white power. No. But um, at least they learned their lesson. And that is the most important thing. In June 2014, Chappelle made his first major New York City appearance in 11 years, performing 10 nights at Radio City Music Hall. Chappelle promoted the dates by appearing on the Today Show. I'm not going to fucking read all those. A bunch of talk shows. <laughs> okay. In 2015, Chappelle appeared in the Spike Lee film Chirac. Oh, Chirac. Um, his first role in 13 years. Wait. So I think it's the combination of Chicago and Iraq. I would assume. I'm pretty sure my um, <clears throat> film teacher in college. Yeah, my film teacher worked on that movie. That's cool. Did you know Morgan Rose is related to the actor that played Hercules? He's like her fourth cousin. Wait, Hercules in what? The, the OG. Of Hercules? No, the OG, the the live action TV. I think it was a TV show. I think, Weird. Yeah. That's um, so mm -hmm. random. Does she actually know him? Like, no, I don't think. Okay. I don't think so. I think her like cousins do. The lead singer of Evanescence married into the Hartzler family. Shut your fucking trap. If you Google her name, her last name's Hartzler. <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna be. Oh my god! No, I just love a fun fact. Yeah. I love a fun fact. Yeah. Um, my. I think you were either related. To, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to have to ask my mommy. Um, either we're related to or just the neighbors of the brother of Bethany. What's that bitch from fucking uh, Housewives? Bethany Frankel? Finkel? Beth yeah, Bethany Frankel. Yeah. He, I love her. He's her brother or the brother of the guy she married. Never mind. I'll ask my mom, okay? <laughs> Wait, I was just trying to figure it out. I don't know what I'm saying, but I will ask my mommy for clarification. Okay. Uh, and I just Googled it. It's Amy Lynn, and so it's Amy Lynn Hartzler. Dope. Kind of cool. Dope. How far removed? Um, I don't know. I don't think we've ever actually figured it out. Also, did you know there's another Hartzler at Capella? No. Did I never tell you that? No. Uh, when I first started, everybody was like, oh my gosh, do you have an older brother? And I was like, no. And they were like, oh. You don't know anyone named Nick Hartzler? And I was like, no. And then I met him, and Amy was like, Nick, this is your cousin! And I was like, hi! And I like went along with the joke, and he did not seem to think it was funny. Okay, rude. If I met another Melahowski, I'd be like, first of all, I'm so sorry. First of all. <laughs> and then I'd be like, we're probably related, because our, our last name is made up. Did you know that? When we got to Ellis Island, my dad's side of the family... The fuckers at immigration were like, we can't spell your last name, so here's your new last name. Yes, I think you have told me that. Yeah. And that's just so sad. Yeah, exactly. Like Fucking garbage. We, we, yeah, that is garbage. It's not even my last name. So anybody that's last name is Malachowski is related to me. 100%. 100%. Uh, ours used to be Hertzler. So Hertzler, Hartzlers are all related. H-E-R-T-Z-L-E-R-N-H-A-R. 
T-Z-L-E-R. I almost forgot how to spell my last name. Oh. Do they own Hertz, the car company? I don't think so. Oi! Are you related to that car company? Hertz! No, I'm not. Hertz! You want a Hertz donut? And then they punch you. Um, On November 12th, 2016. A lot of things happen in November. I like that. It's my birthday month. (laughs) In case you didn't know. But I hate everything from November... Well, I'd say November 24th. November 22nd, because the 21st is Katrina's birthday. I hate everything from November 22nd on, unless Katrina's birthday falls on Thanksgiving, which it has before. So, kind of November 16th through January 2nd, I fucking hate. It's the bane of my existence. I love it. I know you do. I'm so sorry. I wish I did. (laughs) Somebody get me a boyfriend with a cool family. You maybe will eventually. Yeah. Only if I have a boyfriend with a cool family that, which I used to, but whatever, we won't get into that. Or if you have a boyfriend with no family, because then the two of you can just like hang. Yeah. His parents are mysteriously dead. Oh, that's what happened with my sister's boyfriend. He's an oh. His parents are dead, and so my mother like no. I don't think he wants me to spread his business. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's why my mom, like, <laughs> kind of adopted him in a way. She feels so bad. That's adorable. My mom loves him. That's the cutest book. Uh, oh, I remember this. In November 12th, 2016, he hosted Saturday Night Live with a tribe called Quest as the musical guest. Ooh. His performance on SNL received ro- widespread acclaim from critics and the audience alike. At the 69th premiere... Or, no, at the 69th Primetime Emmy Awards, he received an Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series for um, being on Saturday Night Live. And he donated the Emmy to his former high school while filming an episode of Jerry Seinfeld's Netflix series, Comedians in Cars Cars Getting getting Coffee. Um, So that's kind of nice. That's adorable. On November 21st, 2016, happy birthday, Katrina. You don't listen to my podcast. Um, I don't think she does. Uh, Netflix announced that they would be releasing three new stand-up comedy specials from Chappelle in 2017, with Chappelle being paid $20 million per special. The first two specials were released on Netflix on March 21st, 2017, which hailed directly from Chappelle's personal comedy vault. These two specials were filmed at Austin City Limits Live. 2015 at the Hollywood Palladium. I don't care. Palladium? I don't know. I know what word it is. I don't know how to say it. Do we ever? Nope. um, Which is his first special release in 12 years. It was immediate success, obviously. No one's surprised. It was the most viewed comedy special in Netflix history. The third special, Equanimity, was filmed in 2017. Um, Then on November 20th, Chappelle filmed a fourth special at the Bird Revelation at the Comedy Store. Or the Bird Revelation at the Comedy Store. Um, Netflix expanded the deal to include the Bird Revolution, which released with equanimity on December 31st. I've only ever seen two specials on Netflix. Did They They must have put others, because I only saw the two that they released that time, and that was when I was living in my apartment. I've literally never seen a Dave Chappelle stand-up. The two that he released on Netflix that I saw were really good. Hold on, that's my birth control alarm. Pause for responsibility. He got a Grammy once. <laughs> In 2018. I think he fucked a couch. <laughs> <laughs> Grammy. <clears throat> he had a Grammy. Yeah, I got a Grammy. Um, September 2018, his Equanimity special got him an Emmy. Oh my god, he has a uh, Grammy and an Emmy. He needs an Oscar and a Tony. 
2018, in October, he returned to the big screen with a brief appearance in Bradley Cooper's directional debut, a remake of oh, A Star is Born. he is in A Star is <clears throat> Born. I forgot about that. Uh, and then he got another Grammy nod um, for his other two specials. And that's what he's been up to. Damn. Oh, fuck, I didn't even take my birth control. You just took a sip of water. I took a sip of water. Um, I, I don't know which special it was, or which show it was, but... My love, Daniel Sloss, opened for him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hopefully we're not distant relatives. You and Daniel Sloss? Yeah. Well, There's I'm... like five people that live in Scotland, so. <laughs> Probably are. Hold on. Okay, are you ready, Freddie? Never been more ready. Okay. On December 4th, 1973, in Inglewood, California, yeah. Miss Tyra Lynn Banks was born. Uh, her mother was a medical photographer, which I was like, what the fuck is a medical? And then I couldn't figure out, there was no, like, that doesn't matter, but I was just curious what it was. No idea. And her father was a computer consultant. Uh, Banks has said that she was teased for her looks growing up and often was called an ugly duckling. She had a large forehead, and that's mm. apparently, she, I remember her saying on ANTM that she, um, Took her flaw and learned to make it her, like, signature look. I didn't even realize that she had a large yeah. forehead. I didn't realize She worked it. I think my forehead's large. <laughs> I don't think so at all. I don't like my forehead. But my mom, I mean, I know I've told you this a story before, but my mom knew I was so self-conscious about my forehead that she told me the only reason that Pat Sajak hired Vanna White as the Wheel of Fortune girl. Is that the show he was on? Yeah, with the letters. It was because she had a big the forehead. <laughs> and I think she made that up. I watch that show every night. Yeah. it's It could be true. I think my... Like, I think, he uh, liked her big forehead? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I feel like my mom made a lot of things up. You know what? Up. Nope. We're going to go with it. Yeah. It's Anne's day of birth. We are going yeah. to say happy birthday, Anne, and you are... You, I mean, it goes along with everything else. Yeah. Nothing we say is ever correct. No. I think, well, maybe I got that from my mom. Yeah. But to her credit, she made a lot of things up in my lifetime to make me feel better about yeah, myself. Yeah, well, that's good. That's, that's what a parent a nice should do. thing to do. Well, not lie, but you know what I mean. No. It's I mean, a, it's a white lie if it's a lie at all, but whatever. Continue. I told the kids that um, their room that used to be, the room that they sleep in that used to be my room, I told them I put a magic spell on it so that no monsters could come in there. And, oh, and they're such were a like, good aunt. And they were like, how did you do that? And I was like, well, when you're 16, you learn how to do magic spells. And they were like, oh, my God, can you teach me? And I was like, we will when you're 16. And I was like, this is the best lie ever because it's not like you're going to be mad at me later. Yeah. <laughs> they're 16 and like, can you teach us that magic spell? <laughs> what if they believe you? Um, die laughing. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Sabrina, very Sabrina-y of you. She didn't yeah. get her powers until she was 16. It must have been um, what I was referencing. Do you think Kylan actually believed it, or he did he just not want to ruin it for Brielle? He's... I don't know. He is smart enough to not... <laughs> I don't think he would be believe. like, Hannah, you're full of shit. I think that he would maybe be like, oh, that's not true, but maybe. But maybe, that's the thing, is it? But maybe, so... So has that childhood wonder about yes, him. Yes, he does. He, um... Didn't say anything about Santa this year, and I was not Santa. My uncle was. Ooh. So I was, like, around while Santa was around, which debunks any past 
myths about me being Santa. I'm not. Hannah Hartzler said it first. You heard it here, people. I am not Santa. She is not Santa. And also, that one woman named Irene is not Amelia Earhart. No, it's not. Is her name Irene? I think it was Irene. I don't remember. It's Laura Irene. It was last week. Um, you recorded it so long ago. I we did. It's true. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways. Uh, when Bates was 15 years old, she started modeling while attending school in Los Angeles. She was rejected by four modeling agencies before she was signed by L.A. Models and then later to Elite Model Management at 16. When she was given the opportunity to model in Europe, she moved to Milan. Just casually. I casually moved to Milan. Run to Milan. In her first runway season, she booked 25 shows in the 1991 Paris Fashion Week. She also appeared in editorials for American, Italian, French, and Spanish Vogue. American, French, German, and Spanish, L, an American, German, and Malaysian, Harper's Bazaar, VW, and Vanity Fair. So she's basically in all of the fucking magazines. Yeah. She's booked and busy. She is. <clears throat> uh, she walked in fashion shows for Chanel, Oscar de la Renta, Yves Saint Laurent, on, on a suite. I can never say that one. Uh, Christian Dior, Donna Karen, Calvin Klein, Perry Ellis, Marc Jacobs, Givenchy. Givenchy? Givenchy. Valentino, Fendi, Isaac Mizrahi. <clears throat> Which, to me... Is that the Target guy? Yes, which cool, is cool. funny, because Isaac Mizrahi used to be, like, a big name, and now I think it's hilarious, because I think our generation mostly associates him with Target. But he's probably because, still yeah. makes more money from fucking Target, oh, at least in the Midwest. Fuck yeah. We fuck fucking yeah. love our Target. Did I ever tell you that the first day in San Diego, Katrina and I went to Target twice? Um, no, but that does not shock me at all. The first thing I did when I moved to Nashville was find the most, or the closest Target, and it wasn't a super Target. It was just a fucking Target. And I was like, I walked around, I think mom was with me, and I was like, what is this? Like, where's all the other stuff? Because it was like the size of this bird, I swear to God. Okay, rude. <laughs> what the fuck do they have down there, a Piggly Wiggly? I need my super Target. Oh my god. Mm. Uh, anyways, and a bunch of other fucking... Michael Kors, blah, blah. Um, she appeared in advertising campaigns for Saint Saint Laurent. Yves Saint Laurent. Yves Saint Laurent. Dolce Gabbana, Escada, Tommy Hilfiger, Lauren Ralph Lauren. I was going to say Lauren Ralph. Lauren Ralph, a knockoff brand. Halston, uh, H&M, Versace, Christian, <coughs> Christian LaCroix, Victoria's oh. Secret, Got Milk, Pepsi, and Nike. Of the LaCroix soda fame. Apparently. Or sparkling water, whatever. Fuck off. Fuck off. In 1993, Banks signed a contract with CoverGirl Cosmetics, launching advertising campaigns for the cosmetics company. She was one of the only, she was one of only a few black models to achieve supermodel status. Yes. Groundbreaker. Which, that sentence, that was written, and then I was like, what is, like, supermodel, who, who decides yeah. that? So then I searched just, like, supermodel definition. There's no, like, requirements, but... I mean, she did all this shit within, I like, feel the like, first year yeah. of her being a model. I feel like you got to do a lot of shit to be a supermodel. Like, yeah. you can't just casually model. Also, when you Google supermodel, the first one that pops up, like, the picture that's on the Wikipedia page is Giselle Bouchon. I fucking hate that she's married to Tom Brady, but I fucking hate Tom Brady. I hate both of them. Like I said, if a genie gave me three wishes, one would be to punch Tom Brady in the face. And this has been... a I, my hatred has boiled deep in my veins since freshman year of college. I or you. no, high school. I believe you. Tom Brady's <clears throat> garbage. <laughs> For almost fifteen years, I've hated Tom Brady, and my anger has festered. One day, I will seek my vengeance. 
what did he do to you? Fucking is a Republican. Oh, okay. That's it. Legit. No, that's legit. Uh, in the mid-1990s, Banks moved back to America to do more commercial modeling. Uh, she was one of the first women on the... Nope. Banks was the first woman on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. The first black woman or just the first woman? First woman is what it said. I reread the sentence like 16 times. There was no other women on Sports... Well, what's the point of Sports Illustrated then? Sports Illustrated... If, if not to have naked women on it. <laughs> I thought it was just naked women. Sports Illustrated is a magazine in and of itself. The swimsuit issue is all the ladies in swimsuits. It's not that I don't believe you. I just want to Google no, it. No, Because I fine. thought she was just the first black woman in gen. I thought she was the first it's black woman. It's entirely possible, but the, if, that's, if that is correct, Wikipedia is wrong. Because I read the sentence of Wikipedia and I was like, the fuck? Okay, but you do know that... The swimsuit issue is only one issue of many Sports Illustrated. Nope. Okay, yeah. No, she was, I think she was... Uh, okay. In the 1950s, a few women appeared on the cover of Sports Illustrated, but the 1964 issue is considered to be the beginning of the current format known as the swimsuit issue. In 1997, Tyra Banks was the first black woman on the okay. cover. Okay. <sighs> I want to edit this Wikipedia article. To make that... Yes. Because it literally says <laughs> first... Perfect. That's awesome. Okay, so... She was the first black woman on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue. Groundbreaking. Transcendent. She was also the first black woman to be on the cover of GQ. So, GQ and the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. She earned that supermodel status. Killing it. In 1997, she received the VH1 Award for Supermodel of the Year, and that same year she was the first African-American chosen for the cover of Victoria's Secret's catalog, also becoming a Victoria's Secret angel. Yes. Yeah. Banks' television career began the, uh, on the fourth season of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yes. where she played Will Smith's old friend Jackie Ames. She made seven total appearances on the show. I don't remember I do. her at all on that show. She rocked the flannels <sighs> and bandanas. Yes. I bet she did. Bandana queen. I love it. All right. Also, um, I could be wrong. <laughs> she also, we go to search and there's no flannel. <laughs> no, I know there's a flannel okay. for sure, but the bandanas Bandana. are what I'm questioning. She, she also acted in Felicity, All That, Matt TV, Nick Cannon's Wild and Out, and The Price is Right, guest starring as one of Barker's Beauties. Which I don't really like how that sounds. I googled, because I was like, the fuck is Barker's Beauties? Travis Barker? No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Does Travis Barker host The Price is Right? <laughs> he could. No, he doesn't. Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> if you were curious, he does not do that. Um, <laughs> It was Bob Barker, his dad. <laughs> is he the one that does it? That wants you to neuter your pets? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. 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 Um, what a weird thing to be passionate about. But it's I love it. Spay and neuter your pets. Yeah. Adopt, not shop. Adopt. 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 Don't shop. Don't shop. Um. Oh, so she was a Barker's beauty, uh, which I googled, and from 1972 to 2007. The show employed a number of models to showcase the prizes and items that are given away on the show, and they were referred to as Barker's Beauties in reference to Bob Barker. They no longer call them that. I just, yeah, I feel like that makes it sound like he owns them. Yeah, no, it's bad. I didn't like it. Like it. No. But she was one of them. I did not know that, that cool. she was one of the models on Price is Right. Uh, Banks started her own production company, originally called... Tai Tai Baby Productions. Oh, I don't like that uh, in the least. <laughs> uh, which was soon changed to Bankable Productions. Because she better. makes bank. This company produced the Tyra Banks show, America's Next Top Model, and the 2008 movie The Click, 
which was a book series that I actually read. It was kind of like Gossip Girl era, but okay. like if Gossip Girl is rated R, this is like PG-13. Like, okay. it was a little less, like... <laughs> Sarah like, got in trouble for reading a Gossip Girl book in, like, fourth grade. Shut up, seriously? Because <clears throat> remember, they made, used to make us do reading time? Yeah. Um, she had Gossip Girl, and she got in trouble and had to put her book away. I read Gossip Girl at school all the time. All the well, time. She's from the northern suburbs. Yeah. Little You're strict. not allowed to read that. <clears throat> I read Seventh Heaven. <laughs> But I, and you what, read seven pages. Yeah, and what I mean by that is I stared at a blank page for however long they made us do that. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I love reading. You don't. Um, boo 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 boo. Gossip Girl. Light. Oh, uh, the Tyra Banks Show was a daytime talk show aimed at younger women and premiered on September 12, two thousand five, and ran until two thousand ten. In 2008, Banks won a Daytime Emmy Award for her work and production on the show, and then won again the next year for Outstanding Informative Talk Show in 2009. I actually really liked the Tyra Banks Me show. Me too! I was going to say, I, I remember watching it and being like, I like this. This is good. It's I not like... Tyra Banks. Yeah. I do know. Uh, Banks' first big screen role came in 1994 when she co-starred in the drama Higher Learning, which uh, I had never heard of, so I looked it yeah. up. Um, the, like tagline or whatever is people from all different walks of life encounter racial tension rape responsibility and the meaning of education on a university campus that's kind of rocks put that on the list yeah there are so many movies just from this episode alone i know right it has a 49 percent on rotten tomatoes rude but the audience score on rotten tomatoes is 74 percent that 49 percent is racist Okay, so people liked it. Also, Lawrence Fishburne was in it, and he won an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture. Yes. Ben Banks co-starred with Lindsay Lohan in the Disney film Life Size, where she played a doll yes, come to life. She did. Best movie. Uh, Banks recently. No matter where she goes, dress her up from her head to her toes. The giant mom is so high fashion, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I, I had no idea what the words were, and I'm very proud of you that you did. I don't remember half of it. Um, You remembered far more than I did, which, uh, that's, wow. Uh, oh, re- did you see the second one? She recently resurrected her no, role on Life Size, which yet. premiered on Freeform on December 2nd, 2018. Because I don't have that. I don't know what that is. Freeform is like a channel, but it's not a free channel. Or no, yes it is. It was used to be Spike TV, I think? No. It used to be a different channel, now it's Freeform. Or maybe I'm Is wrong. it the one that used to be ABC Family? Is it? Perhaps. 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 Oh, perhaps. I don't know. Oh, gosh, no, I oh, don't. Oh, gosh, no, I don't know. Uh, well, whatever. It's on Freeform. Cool, cool. We want to go find that. Um, Set up the DVR. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Other projects. That's what the title says. In 2014, Banks founded the cosmetics brand Tyra Beauty. Didn't know that. Which she completed a non-degree certificate program at Harvard. 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 <laughs> uh, which she completed a non-degree certificate program at Harvard Business. Harrogate is the ugly stepsister of Harvard. (laughs) She completed a non-degree certificate program at Harvard Business School. Prestigious. For for Tyra Beauty. (laughs) That's okay. We're not smart enough to get into Harvard. Oh, no. Um, Tyra, this is the best part and probably why you've never heard of it. 
Tyra Beauty uses a multi-level marketing system to recruit sales distributors who are called beauty tainers by the company. <laughs> so is it a pyramid scheme? Uh-huh. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. No, not cool. It's what ML- MLMs are basically all pyramid schemes. It's like um, It Works or like Lip Sense or... Um, essential um, oils. Yeah. Oh, oh essential oils. <laughs> yeah, essential oils. Are those oils. a pyramid scheme? I think so. Okay. Do you know what a pyramid scheme is? Yes, I know what a pyramid scheme <laughs> Why do you think essential oils? I think oil? people, like, it's a company, but I think they have, that you can, like, sell it to other people. Okay. Yes. Like, what's that makeup one? Mary Kay. Yes. It's like that. And Avon. Avon. <laughs> it's like Avon. Oh, I used to fuck heavy with the Avon catalog. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Did I start... you fuck it? Like, you fucked the couch? <laughs> I, we'd take it from my mom, and we'd circle things we want, and she's like, you're not getting that. But she bought us a teddy bear once. It was fun to circle things, even though you knew yeah. you weren't going to get them. I, I, my, I got a teddy bear, and my cat, TC, the only cat I like, stole it from me and humped it a lot gross he, I, I, I don't know why he did that he humped it and would like meow circle of life he humped it and would like meow and it got so d- dingy and dirty we had to throw it away and then he ended up stealing a care bear and i was like you are one horny cat it was my cat so yeah i did not know sense. that story like the horny tc yeah he would also uh have to be in the bathroom when we showered otherwise he would be like Cats are weird. Yeah, they love running water. Apparently, I just realized circling things in old or in like catalogs, magazines, and things like that is the equivalent to putting all like online shopping and putting everything in your cart and then closing the tab. That's an observation. I loved circling things. I Me don't. Too. I, I love that more. Kids today won't know the joy of getting a Toys R Us catalog and, and circling things. I wanted, I got the American Girl Dog catalog. Yeah. everything. Again, didn't grow up with a ton of money, never really got one. I did get the Native American one, Kaya. I don't think, I don't know, I don't, rec- I don't remember that name, Kaya. I think it started with a K. And then I got Molly, but the second I got Molly, not the drug. I, for some reason, took her braids out. And I was like, I just depreciated the value of this doll. I took Molly's But also, for some reason, well, that was back with the anthrax scares real big. And I was a very paranoid child. And I didn't want to open the box because I was absolutely convinced that there were anthrax in it. And then my dad opened the box and I was like, thank God it's my American Girl doll. <laughs> Why? I Why? was such a... I just... I heard it on the news. My parents should not have let me watch the shit that they let me watch. No. They so you just had two American Girl dolls, though. <clears throat> yeah. You just said you didn't have any. But I didn't get all the ones I wanted. Oh. We didn't grow up with a ton of money. I didn't get... And then they got me some knockoff one, like, that bitch mattered. I had, I had two knockoff ones from Target, but one was a boy, so I actually liked it. His name was Jack. Oh, my God. I had, um... I had Molly and Samantha... I wanted Samantha I so bad, and say, I wanted all her accessories. I don't want to talk anymore. I had a lot of American Girl dolls. Rub it in my fucking face. <laughs> rub it in my fucking Sorry. face. My neighbor had, like, all of them, and she had them all lined up in her closet, and I was like... I didn't have all of them. Oh, my God, I had one knockoff one that had red hair, and I cut her hair. So I gave her, like, a pixie cut. It was horrible. I cut my Barbie's hair once because it was... Um, the hair salon Barbie or whatever, yeah. and I genuinely thought it would grow back. You know what? Kids are dumb. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. 
I was like four or five. Like I was real young because yeah. this was in Pennsylvania and we I haven't been back since like since then except for one school trip. Yeah. It was my digital humanities class of like seven of us. And we went to Philadelphia for like a conference. It was people from Harvard, Yale, and then UW Stout. Harvard. 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 We were the we were the Harvard of that of that UW convention. Stout. We all fell asleep in the presentations. Yeah. We are trash and we didn't belong. No. But I it was mean, a fun bonding trip for us. Yeah. It sounds super like the actual <clears throat> lecture sounds super. We made super a boring. video game. Cute. That's mm-hmm. fun. It was fun. Is that Digital Humanities video games? Yeah, we teamed up with the video game people. Cool. That's actually cool. Yeah. Um, it was the bane of our existence, but looking back, it's kind of cool to say that it helped make a video game. Respect animators. Don't get mad when video games don't come out on time. People don't fucking realize how hard it is to make a video game, and I get so pissed now when I see shit on Twitter, like about Red Dead Redemption, when people it didn't come out when it was supposed to. I was, like, livid because people don't understand. People don't understand how hard it is. Because I Because I helped. You helped with Red Dead Redemption? Yes. No. I helped with the video game we made. Like, I didn't, like, do the the fucking coding or anything. I know. But it's just, it takes so long and it's so hard to literally make a video game that people are so disrespectful. I feel, this is an interesting thing to get very mad about. When you're close to it, you get passionate. (laughs) Anyway, we were talking talking about Tyra Banks. Damn, this went south. Oh, that was, that was amazing. (laughs) I had no idea you had such passion about people that are mean to video game developers. (laughs) That was my, that was my project. Uh, That was my speech. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Banks has also appeared in several music videos, including Michael Jackson's Black <clears throat> or White, Mob Depp's Trife Life, Tina Turner's Love Thing, George Michael's Too Funky, and Lionel Richie's Don't Wanna Lose You. In 2004, she recorded her first single, Shake Your Body. Ooh. Did you know? No. I had no idea no. That, that she had a single. Um, which had a music video featuring contestants from Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model. Banks also released a single with NBA player Kobe Bryant called K-O-B-E. What? Yep. They have a song together. Yep. He participates in the song. I guess so. Um, and she had a single on the Life Size soundtrack called Be a Star. It's great. <laughs> no matter where she goes, dress her up. You guys don't deserve the rest. I don't think we have the rights. <laughs> we don't have the rights. We're going to get sued by Tyra. Uh, in 1998, Banks co-authored a book entitled Tyra's Beauty, Inside and Out. She announced in May 2010 that she would be writing a novel titled Model Land, loosely based on her own modeling experience. And it was published in September 2011. And then in 2018, Banks and her mother, Carolyn London, co-authored a book entitled Perfect is Boring. So that first book was supposed to be the part of a three-part series, and then she just went and wrote a different book with her mom. So Honey, <laughs> the most boring day of your life oh is God, the I day you were born. <laughs> Why? Because you don't do anything. You just hop out. You just hop right out. <laughs> Squeeze out. Perfect is boring. In August 2016, Banks accept a... In August 2016, Banks accepted a position as a personal branding guest lecturer at Stanford University. Wow. You mean Sternfit? Stronger. <laughs> it was Hargard. Hargard and Sternfit. Hargard and Sternfit. Uh, 
I want to take a class that's taught by Tyra Banks or lectured by Tyra Banks. Uh, Banks dated Norwegian photographer Eric Asla during their 2000, their 2010s, during the 2010s, and in January 2016, they had a biological son born via surrogacy. I'm sorry, Tyra has a child with a Norwegian photographer. That came out of nowhere. Right? Right? <laughs> I agree. Again. <laughs> Wikipedia. So, but they did also say first woman. So, I, it, again, it's not that I don't believe you. I'm just gonna Google. Go ahead. I, I just read things and believe what the internet says. I accidentally typed in Tura. Turga. Tura. Turga. She went to her garden to just Stormford. Stormford. Yes, children. York Banks. Oh, she's not the one. No, no, that's just the one. She, oh, she was with this Eric until 2017. Oh. For four years. Why do you want to hide your kid, Tyra? Interesting. You're pulling a Drake. I also, yeah, also via surrogacy, so. Well, she didn't want to ruin her body. I would do it fucking too. Yeah. Scrape my eggs. Actually, it's a lot harder than that. Okay. I've thought about donating eggs, but you have to be, like, super healthy. <clears throat> oh, my God. I would so not make it. They'd be like, you do realize that you have bipolar depression, right? Right. And also, you get sick every seven seconds. Yeah. Please stop trying. Please stop no trying No one wants your shitty eggs. eggs. <laughs> we'll give you ten bucks if you really want to do it. But Please we just hurt. leave us alone. <laughs> Personally, don't think you're going to get picked. Uh... Oh, the next sentence is just Banks has stated that she tends to avoid drinking and has never used recreational drugs. Boring. I agree. Um, Banks has spoken out about abusive relationships in her past. In 2005, when asked about her relationship history, she stated, I won't be using a lot of names on the show, but a specific relationship had not just cheating, but emotional abuse. It was really bad, and but that made me strong. In 2009, she opened up about her... I was going to say, it ruined me, but yeah. rock on, Tyra. In 2009, she opened up about her past relationships when she made a guest appearance on the Oprah Winfrey show. Did yeah. you not also just talk about Oprah? You talked about Oprah. Oh, wait, today. Yeah, yeah I, I, thought that. I was like, did I? I thought you did. <laughs> we did. Okay. We did a whole episode on Oprah. I know that. <laughs> I just meant today. Well, but we get confused with our own voices, So, I, and that yeah. was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, but she was on the Oprah Winfrey show... Uh, the episode was dedicated to dating violence in response to the assault of Rihanna by Chris Brown. Um, also, can we please just get rid of Chris Brown? There are so many other yes. talented artists that sound like him. Are we gonna? We need to get rid of R. Kelly and Chris Brown. Cancelled. They are cancelled. You're good. You're done. Get out. You're done. Get out. You can't sit with us. <laughs> can't perform for us. No one likes you. Um, okay. Uh, oh, and then the last thing is. Uh, Banks established the T-Zone program, which aimed at leadership and life skills development. She has also established the Tyra Banks Fund, which is a fund aimed at providing African-American girls the opportunity to attend her alma mater, Immaculate Heart High School. In 2005, T-Zone transformed from a camp into a public charity, the Tyra Banks T-Zone. Which I just think is so funny because that is the part of your face that often breaks up. (laughs) But that's it. So we're not going to talk about America's Next Top Model. I mentioned it, but I mean, what are we going to do? We want to go through every season. No, but like, it's kind of a thing we should discuss, don't you think? Smizing? We're just going to not talk about smizing? I was talking about her, and uh, we can talk about the show if you want. She also has a show. So yeah, it's called America's Next Top Model, and it's a modeling competition where girls model. 
Mm-hmm. And newly, guys. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the new season. <clears throat> you even told me that I need to go back and watch it so I can learn how to you pose. Do. It's ama- It's amazing. I grew up watching it. Yeah. I mean, I watched it a lot. We, like, religiously watched it in my family. It was one of those shows that we mm. were, like, America's Next Model's on. We gotta watch it. <laughs> like, Project Runway. Runway. I've never seen Project Runway. Oh, my God. I love it. It's so good. Um. Yeah. See? There's <laughs> nothing really, Like, I mean, we can talk about the show itself. When did it? I loved that. Oh, and we're not going to talk about our feud with Naomi Campbell? They don't like each other. Naomi Campbell... I think through a cell phone at her. I know Naomi Campbell. She threw Campbell. a cell phone at her assistant. Okay, yeah, I knew there was a cell phone. Yeah, I was just trying to focus on her and not, like, the show. Or, like, but I mean, yeah, the Naomi Campbell thing, that's, it, they don't like each other. But also, I feel like most supermodels of the 90s don't like each other. Yeah. Like, does anybody like Kate Moss? I don't know. Does Kate Moss like Kate Moss? Probably not. Isn't she the one that's, like, riddled, like, just tight? Yeah. Just... Anyway. Would you throw a cell phone at someone? I wouldn't like that I'm contemplating this. I um, think I probably would. I mean, just knowing. I wouldn't want to break my phone. If I had a Nokia. That's true. <laughs> I would find a Nokia for the purpose of. I think of, it was a flip phone when it happened. Yeah. I don't want to break my iPhone. That It's not worth it. Oh, I was so mad at my ex-boyfriend for putting me in kind of a dangerous situation one Halloween, and that was the last Halloween we spent together, that I threw my phone on the... I was drunk. That I threw, threw my phone on the ground and shattered it because if I didn't have a phone, he couldn't ignore me. Oh, my God. So bad that relationship got. Oh, my God. And then I lied to my mom and said I dropped it on the bar floor. Well, so basically. Yeah. And then I still talked to him through my laptop, so that didn't work out too well. That's the first time I tried to break up with him, like, officially. And then he kept weaseling his way back in. And then I broke up with him on Super Bowl Sunday. Fuck you. Goodbye. Bye. You're canceled. You also canceled with us. This Go relationship. With R. Kelly and Chris Brown. <laughs> this relationship is canceled. And then I hid <laughs> all of his photography stuff and said I got rid of it. But it was in my basement. Oh, my God. So eventually I gave it back to him. But the, I, that's how, man, that was pre- Why would you give it back? Because I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> That was pre-me treating my mental illness, okay? It happens to um, the best of us. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, damn, I always make this episode sad. Uh, <laughs> or every episode kind of sad. Happens. Anyway. Thanks um, for listening. Yeah. Rate. That's... Rate. Review. Review. Give us a review. <laughs> Subscribe. Rate. Subscribe. Five stars. I like that you say we say rate like 16 times. Just rate it. Rate. Just rate it. Rate. Rate and subscribe and also review and <laughs> review. And um, follow us on Instagram. Tell us more podcast. Um, questions, concerns, comments, comments can be sent to tell us more podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And follow us. And we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud for your convenience. So thank you for Did listening. Did you just say iTunes and Apple Podcasts? No, I said iTunes, Apple Podcast. App. Oh. I don't know why I needed why to say both. Them? Okay. Um, yeah. iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for okay. listening. You guys are great. We appreciate you. Shout outs. Win a picture of my, win a t-shirt of my face. Sweet. Okay, bye. 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 I am frozen.